So what exactly is the threat of distraction, and why does it even matter? The Love Times 2 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome back to the Love Times 2 podcast. I hope that you're safe. hope that you're healthy uh, during this really difficult time. There's so much to try and digest these days uh, that it's just difficult for all of us to process. Uh, But there's a really strong challenge that's emerging from this crisis. And frankly, we need to talk about it because it directly impacts our mission. And no one else is really talking about some of these things. Uh, I do hope that's one of the things that you enjoy about this podcast. We're not just rehashing uh, what everyone else is saying. We're breaking new ground and we're going places no one else is going. Now, before we get to the main point of this episode, if you haven't listened to the episode a few weeks back titled COVID-19 Abortion and Five Questions Worth Asking, I encourage you to go back and do that. It's a really good companion episode to what we're talking about today. When we produced that episode, we were asking questions early on. I mean, this was like, I think it was just like a days after the national health emergency was declared. And now we're a little bit deeper into this, but frankly, no one knows if we're at the beginning of the end in this crisis or if we are at the end of the beginning. All we can do is take it one day at a time. That's all we can ever do. And then just fully trust that God's in control. Uh, but as the days go on, as this crisis gets deeper and deeper into spring and, and start looking towards summer, there's this very real emerging threat, and it's called distraction. That's what we're going to touch on today, the threat of distraction. Specifically, we're going to talk about the threat of distraction that results when major developments happen while most people are looking the other way. Now, I want to be really, really clear on this, okay? I'm not saying that the COVID-19 crisis is just a smoke and mirrors distraction, as if it's not real, as if it's something that you know we shouldn't even be paying attention to. This is a national health emergency, and we should all be informed, act wisely, and pray for those impacted, uh, many of whom are the weakest and the most vulnerable among us. Sadly, there are always people and organizations in times like this that will pounce on the fact that when so much of the attention culturally is focused in one direction, it creates opportunities to exploit personal and business agendas. Hey, this isn't anything new. It's part of the human experience over time. So why we shouldn't be surprised to see threats from distraction emerging, we need to have our eyes wide open to see what those threats might be. That sounds like a lot, and it is, uh, but let me break down three primary concerns for you. You see what you think. You let me know what you think. Email me at podcast at lovetimes2.org. Now, the first concern, and that is major developments happening while most people are looking the other way. What on earth do I mean by that? Well, we could go into a lot of different areas on this. We really could. And we could spend uh, hours talking about each one of these, including very real threats to free speech and religious liberties. But the areas for this podcast purpose that I'd like to drill down on are these, okay? Number one, expanding chemical abortions under the umbrella of telemedicine. There's a huge power play going on right now. And in the spirit of never letting a crisis go to waste, abortion businesses are making no bones about the fact that they plan to expand abortions through telemedicine in all 50 states. Why would they want to do that? Well, for one thing, they hope to take advantage of the groundswell of support for telemedicine in a time when social distancing is setting the stage for it like never before. Uh, So they're going to be drafting. They're going to be drafting behind the groundswell uh, to include abortion in this major expansion of telemedicine. Second, for abortion businesses, it's a business opportunity to make more money. 
Now, we've talked about this in the early episodes of this podcast. Some of you, if you're listening for the first time or if you're kind of new to this issue, I think it's kind of startling that there's this perception out there that abortion is a charitable thing that's just being done um, you know, out of the goodness of people's hearts or so forth. It's a business. And this, with telemedicine, creates a business opportunity to make more money. Third, it helps them make abortion available in areas where there are no doctors even willing to do abortions because you can do that with telemedicine. And there are some other reasons, uh, I'm sure, um, that we could go into. But let me just say this. Some states have laws prohibiting abortion by telemedicine, but some of these laws, they're already being challenged in court. And the ones that are not probably soon will be. And the bottom line is this. There's a great threat to expand abortion through telemedicine while the world is distracted by the COVID-19 crisis. Now, is telemedicine bad? Absolutely not. It's a neutral technology with the power for great good, but it can be used for the power of great evil, such as in the case of expanding abortion. So watch as this one unfolds. Now, here's a second point under this category. Uh, the rise of prenatal testing for COVID-19 and a subsequent push for aborting any unborn baby who test positive. Now, does that sound far-fetched? Uh, the science of how COVID-19 affects a mom and a baby is still developing. It's, it's really working through a process right now. So if you think this is a far-fetched, I just challenge you, keep your eyes on your science and technology news feeds. If an efficient means for COVID-19 prenatal testing is unleashed, uh, this is exactly how the technology will be used, maybe even forcibly. Something to think about. Okay, third point here, the deeper cultural normalization of abortion as an essential service is definitely part of the fallout uh, of the distraction over COVID-19. Uh, by my last count... And this could have changed, but I just looked at this briefly a couple of days ago. By my last count, only 12 states made any effort to declare abortion as a non-essential service. Only 12 states did that. Now, if we do the math, 38 states didn't even try. Now, the cultural tipping points aren't reached by getting everyone to agree with something. Tipping points are reached when enough people just accept something as a given. And unfortunately, with a few notable exceptions... Abortion has been treated as a, quote, essential service in the majority of the nation during a time of a national emergency. That does not speak highly of where the culture is at. I'm just saying. Number four, the renewed call for using aborted babies for experiments in the search for a COVID-19 vaccine. This drumbeat is already pretty regular if you're paying attention to it, with some voices actively calling for the elimination of all restrictions on the use of aborted tissue for experiments. Watch as this one escalates. It's going to escalate dramatically over the summertime, coupled with these broadsided attacks on everyone uh, holding to higher ethical standards. Now, this is a good segue to the next distraction, the threat of distraction, I guess, uh, that I'd like to talk about. And that's the distraction away from abortion as a top-level social issue. Now, what do I mean by that? There's no shortage of persons who are eager to shift the national discussion away from a topic like abortion, and the current crisis provides an opportunity to do just that. Okay, you've heard me say time and time again that culture is always upstream from the politics, and here is a clear example. The culture is now consumed in a really short amount of time. The culture is consumed with a pandemic, and the politics, in many ways, are reacting to this. Now, case in point is in Kentucky, where its governor just vetoed a bill 
to protect babies born alive as a result of failed abortion. His reasoning is that this isn't the time to deal with divisive issues, which is really interesting since the veto is, in essence, being divisive in dealing with what he terms a divisive issue. Hey, just making the point. And now, couple that with a long train of court battles over pro-life laws passed in the last few years, and you have this perfect storm developing for abortion to be moved to the back burner with no intent of ever bringing it to the front burner again. That's taking advantage of a crisis to shift the national dialogue. This not only applies to abortion, but to a wide variety of issues. Is it short-term? Is it long-term? Well, time's going to tell. But the point is, it's a very real threat. Thankfully, we have social media and things like this podcast to keep the discussion going. Uh, But what happens? What happens if the powers that be decide to increase censorship and restrictions on certain viewpoints? Maybe even using a crisis as a reason for why these restrictions are necessary. Think it won't happen? I hope you're right. But it's something to think about. It's something to have your eyes wide open about and something to pay attention to. So that brings me to the last point, distraction from mission. This is more an internal threat versus external threats as in the previous two uh, concerns that I've listed. I'm just going to put it out there. Regardless of all of those endless blogs, and I get so tired of these, on social distancing, you know, the new normal, tips for using teleconferencing, staying productive while staying home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's a core truth that staying on mission becomes doubly difficult when human interaction is diminished. Any leader knows this. Staying on mission is a challenge at all times. It takes constant vigilance in any in any type of condition. It takes constant vigilance, and it takes iron sharpening iron as great leaders push each other to do better. It just simply is not the same when so much of the personal interaction is eliminated or pushed into uh, these web conference-type settings. Productive in-person events are no longer on the calendar for a lot of folks. Uh, in-person meetings, they're no longer on the calendar. Uh, even attending church in person on a Sunday is no longer on the calendar. This is where it gets tough to lead well. And so on this last point, to you as a listener, let me encourage you to lead well. The current distancing creates opportunities for productivity, but it also creates opportunity for distraction and distraction away from mission. Stay the course. Stay on mission to making the world a better place for moms and babies. Lead well in challenging times. Hey, there you go. The threat of distraction as it relates to our mission of loving every mom and every baby, no matter what. Specifically, distraction in major developments happening while people are looking the other way. Distraction away from abortion as a key cultural issue and distraction from mission. Distraction from mission. Hey, I hope all of this is a moot point and this crisis is ended much sooner than any of us can possibly imagine. The reality is it doesn't look like it's going to be a short-term thing. And if it's not, if this current emergency goes on for months or even years, these are the threats of distraction that we need to understand. We really need to understand these. It's that big of a deal. These are distractions that pose a serious, serious threat to the protection of life. Hey, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Always remember, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X and the number two dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.